Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I want to get back to the second thing Dane had to say later in the show about where the Browns' needs are. Because I actually think it's... I think it's a much better conversation this year than it was last year where when somebody's like, what's the Browns' biggest need? And you would just respond, yes. But there was a lot that happened yesterday on the station kind of reacting to the Browns, kind of reacting to the the early exit, the blowout, however you want to frame it. And most of it I just thought was fair game. But I did hear Ken and Lima talking about Miles Garrett and how he didn't really show up in the playoff game and they kind of made it a bigger when I say bigger, they they start they kind of combined that with the end of the regular season. And here's what here's what they had to say on the matter. I can come up with all the different excuses I can, but they just become excuses. I can come up with double teams, I can come up with the shoulder injury. And some of these things are obviously legitimate, but they just turn into giant excuses. I do think it was a tale of two seasons before and after that that injury. I know a lot of guys are banged up now, so no one's gonna care. Uh part of the problem is he was not on national television. Almost all year, the Browns were not really featured. So the only time anybody got to see Miles, the Jets game, he did have a sack, right? And that was just a laugher Yeah. Uh, in this playoff game. And unfortunately, their entire scheme, again, was to get rid of the football fast. I love Miles, but I can only fight the narrative so much. We're going to go to the same exact spot next year. He's going to have a bunch of sacks. TJ Watt's going to have a bunch of sacks, and they're going to say TJ Watt's better. I mean, you can say what you want to about Micah Parsons. It always seems that because we're in the same division, we play each other and we hate each other, it's always going to be TJ Watt or Miles Garrett, and that's the way it's going to be. So I'll be honest with you, and and I don't think Lima was doing this. For once, I think it was Ken that was doing it. Um, guys, why are we not exalting Miles Garrett playing through the shoulder injury? Like, did anybody see the man looked like Hercules the first 10 I weeks mean, the of the season? I mean, the man looked like Hercules. And then we saw it for the first time in the, what, the third, fourth quarter of the Denver game? Or was it might have been the Rams game where the guy couldn't use his arm. So I actually, like, if you want to talk about the double teams, that's fair. Every great player in the NFL, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, they throw a lot of attention your way. So that does not make Miles different than any other great player in the NFL, and especially great pass rushers. But the the shoulder thing's a real thing. Like, I'm okay with saying the shoulder injury maybe curtailed the Browns' ability to compete, but to put it on Miles, like, I'll, I'll be honest right now, guys, that dude played through six or seven straight games with one arm. And even though the arm seemed to be getting incrementally better there's no way the arm wasn't an issue and you know previous in previous years miles would have talked about the arm being an issue this year i think we all saw a a, a guy who didn't necessarily want to make that excuse i'll make that excuse for him it's not an excuse when you're a pass rusher and more specifically you're a hand in the dirt pass rusher Shoulder that I would I would say that the ability to draw double and triple teams or double teams with a chip, I would imagine that's going to impact your shoulder more than if you were a three four edge rusher and you're playing in space a little bit more. So I just I I heard Ken talk about it, 
And I know what Ken's really doing. Ken's not really criticizing Miles. He's more talking about defending Miles in a bigger conversation on a national level against the the Yinzer idiots about TJ Watt. I don't care. I'm so over other people defining whether Miles is great or not because they're wrong, because they're biased against Miles. And the idea that those five games, six games, whatever it was, seven games that he played with a bum shoulder are an excuse I vehemently disagree with. Everything else, if you want to, if you think that Miles had one sack after Thanksgiving because of the defensive attention, excuse. If you think it is they didn't move him around enough, excuse. If you want to think it's anything other than the injury, it's an excuse. But I just, it, there's this weird cognitive discord with Miles Garrett that there isn't in any other team in the town or any other player in the town. Any other player was as dominant as Miles has been to this point in his career. Any other player won two play or sorry, went to two playoff appearances and won in Pittsburgh, you know, four years ago. Any other player would be given the all-time hall pass of all time for Miles Garrett, or sorry, for any player, that they would never be criticized again. And yet a two days after you get skunked by Houston, where their entire plan was. We're going to get the ball out in record time, which is 100% because of the importance of Miles Garrett. I don't care that Filippone saying it. I don't care that any national knob is saying it. If anybody thinks that Deshaun's, or Deshaun, Miles' shoulder is an excuse and not a reality, I'm sorry, you're being disloyal to a great player. And it is high time. And this time, listen, if, you're, if, the, if the jury's still out on Deshaun Watson, I, I get it, man. I feel a lot pluckier than most people in this town do, but I understand the nuance of the Deshaun conversation, right? If you still have really almost anybody else on this roster that you're, ah, you know, I really like the player, but dot, 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 I'll get it. But for some reason, and guys, we've done it too. I'm not saying that we, we've, we've gone too hard at miles as well, but I don't know how you look at what that guy did healthy this year, 13 sacks. By the way, it should be a, a 14th sack because of the Jacksonville game with the, but that's special teams and we don't count that. But I digress. But I, I I don't give a damn that he had one sack in five or six games because the reality is the guy still absolutely impacted the other way and the way that other offensive coaches play in the game. So I, maybe maybe I'm just misquoting Ken here or taking Ken out of context because I don't want to make it just about Ken. It is the Miles Garrett conversation. I have no idea how every time something happens bad with the Browns, it turns into we've got to talk about whether Miles is really that great or not. Or we, oh, well, you know, he, he didn't produce the same way. Yes, there's a valid reason, and there's a mile-wide gap between an excuse and a valid reason. I think that Miles has had, to me, his best season by far, I thought he did a really good job against the run. I thought in the past he took plays off. I thought this year, you know, granted he was battling an injury and his impact didn't quite feel as, as strong in the the playoff game. But it doesn't matter, man. There were there were at least three four games where I think he single handedly won them the game. And I, like I think some of those happened down the stretch. Like the damnedest thing of it with one arm, I think he was still a pretty commanding player. He was not as consistent. He clearly didn't have the same sack numbers, but I just, the, the guy's been here seven years and more so than any other player this side of Joe Thomas, 
and and obviously Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb was I think the thirty fifth or thirty third pick in the draft. But of all the the first rounders the Browns have had since ninety nine, he has fulfilled the promise of that selection. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I don't get, I mean, I, I get like, if you say, well, what more that I want out of Miles is I want playoff wins. Cool. It's not Miles' fault they lost. It's not. Did the defense come out soft? Yes. Is Miles the face of the defense? Yes. But there are 10 other dudes, and Miles Garrett, as far as I know, doesn't cover uh, 5 to 7 to 10 to 15 yards of soft coverage. That had a lot more to do. With the way the Texans were playing, guys, your coverage is why you lost. Your defense is why you lost this game, quite frankly. Your defense, which was number one in the NFL, which was King Bleep, your defense is why you lost. But with the way C.J. Stroud and the Texans were attacking you, it was a lot about the coverage these guys were put in and the fact that it was 5, 7, 10, 15 yards of soft coverage. That Miles Garrett has nothing to do with that. And when they're getting the ball out in two seconds, and unless Miles figures out teleportation to, to go from five feet away to in C.J. Stroud's lap within a half second, not a damn thing. This is how, and by the way, T.J. Watt, this happens to T.J. Watt. By the way, Micah Parsons, the almighty Micah Parsons, who's a hell of a player, by the way. Micah Parsons has games where teams find a way to neutralize him. The idea that Miles Garrett's the only guy who's not allowed to have either a bad game or a game where he's neutralized or where they just choose, we, we're going to live with getting the ball out quickly so we don't have to live with Miles Garrett kicking the crap out of our rookie quarterback. Like, he's the only player in the damn NFL that can have a bad game and I, I, Tiger must get out of the cage, and people like Pony and and people like that who are haters come after Miles Garrett. And I just I no longer give a damn about what anybody outside of Cleveland thinks. And if you're in Cleveland and you don't respect what Miles has done, maybe you're not a real Browns fan. I'm sorry to be that guy. I don't know how a dude has 88 sacks in seven years. A guy who is clearly the greatest pass rusher we've had since I don't know Michael Dean Perry or before. I have no idea how you come away with any of this being on Miles. Also, CLE for Life saying, I don't want to hear it. Miles needed to figure out a way to show up in the biggest game. I tore my rotator cuff in church league softball, and I was still hitting dingers. Gotta love the dingers. Listen, I mean, the guy's clearly a gamer. All right? The guy clearly is tougher than Miles. That's that's what's at, at heart here. Real quick, let's go with Bill. Bill, welcome to the show, Bill. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Doing well, buddy. What you got? Well, so my my question is, you know, these guys weren't completing a lot of passes against us. You know, I, I mean, didn't we have like the best uh, secondary coverage in the NFL? You know, or at least uh, the the one kid, twenty three. I think he was he was up there um, in his percentages or whatever. But is there a way to even tighten that up a little bit more, disguise coverages, so that quick release forces turnovers, interceptions, that kind of thing? Like, 
what do we do? Did they figure out how to stop Miles from getting all these sacks going forward? Um, I think the simplest thing to do with uh, is not cover so soft. Like, I, and granted, Greg Newsom, MJ Emerson, Denzel Ward. There's a lot of moments they want back, but I I think soft coverage is what did you in. And for whatever reason, yeah. Jim Schwartz clung to that uh, like Leo on the 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 the, the what is it, credenza in Titanic. Well, what about what that uh, guy did to, to the uh, cheetah the other night? You know, jamming like we don't we don't jam we don't jam guys like like the dogs did. We got to jam them, Bill. We appreciate you, buddy. I see two one six four seven four double o nine two. Should have taken a, uh, a cue from this this show. They should have jammed him up. You just jammed up Nico Collins. Maybe would have won that game. I'm, I'm just curious where you guys are on the Miles Garrett stuff. We played the Ken audio. It was not to call Ken out or call out the morning show. It was more specific. Like, that conversation happened a lot after the Houston game. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.